0: formed a bunch of my scientific learning while I was in the southeast because that's real deer biology there I mean you you know it's not that as you know thousands of acres of corn and soybean fields you got to dig in do some real real work down there. In your opinion what do you think is probably the toughest region to kill a mature buck? That's definitely
1: the south I mean it just there's no true funnels there's no true
2: you know wood lots inside corners there's nothing really to funnel them unless it's kind of man-made it just no doubt about it it's the south
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Southeast Whitetail. Uh, Corey Parker and I have on the line today two fellows from Norma Precision: Travis Tips and Jeff Oslos. Jeff, Travis, thanks for being on. Hey, okay, thank you. Yeah,
1: thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely, Corey put us in touch with y'all, and um, I know Corey, you've had some. You shoot their bullets, right?
2: I do. Yeah, we were in COVID. Uh- you know, the bullets I was shooting for years kind of went. um, Couldn't find them, had a hard time, scarcity that we saw. And then Norma, I guess because y'all had come, y'all had recently moved to Savannah in the Garden City area. Um, I don't know if that's why or just availability, but I started seeing it everywhere. And then um, I told my father-in-law to be looking out for some 7 millimeter 08 for me. And and he picked up a couple boxes and I liked the stuff. I went and shot it. I started shooting it, I guess, two years ago, and uh, I like it. It's been, it's performed very well for me. Um, so, knowing y'all were in town, that was kind of, a, you know, as I was kind of thinking do people I reach out to, I, I said, well, hello, let's see if they'll get on the line. And uh, yeah, it's great stuff. I mean, I've, I've known about Norma for a long time just from the name of the industry and absolutely, mission, you know, but it's uh, pretty neat there here in Savannah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Travis and Jeff, can you tell us a little, little bit about yourself and the company, please?
3: Yeah, sure. So um, well, first of all, appreciate you all having us. We look forward to spending some time with, with you guys and uh, getting your audience a little bit more familiar with Norma. So um, like it was mentioned, uh, um, we are we're, our U.S. office is based here in Savannah, but Norma has a very unique uh, history It was founded in 1902. Um, as the story goes, two brothers were looking for a place to Open and build a manufacturing plant and they got on a train and got off in the city of Amundfors, Sweden, and decided that that would be a great place to, uh, to build a, an ammunition manufacturing facility so Norma has been in existence since 1902. Um, and has really been on the cutting edge of a lot of uh, a lot of innovation in the industry, so there's you know certain Norma calibers uh, uh, 338 Norma being one of them that um, is kind of revered by the, by the hunting or the shooting community. Um, you know, Norma in the U.S. market, uh, for a lot of years was really known for our reloading components and brass. And, um, you know, we joke here, um, you know, the shooters know us, the hunters don't. So, um, getting our brand out to the hunters has been, has been really important because we've got a, a, a very impressive line, um, of ammunition and, um, the, it's all, all of our centerfire hunting ammo at this time is made in Sweden. So through the course of, our, of, of Norma's existence, um, there's been some evolution, ebb and flow. Um, we were recently purchased by Beretta. So we're now part of the Beretta Holdings uh, Group. Um, so for those of you that don't know Beretta's history, it's a, it's a pretty unique um, family-owned uh, history, 500 years old, 16 generations. So um, it's awesome to be part of yes. the Beretta family now. Um, and as part of that acquisition um, brings us, you know, to where we are here in Savannah. Um, and one of the things that we're looking for over the next uh, 18 to 36 months is a, is a pretty significant investment in the, in the community here, um, including a, a plant expansion. Um, upwards of 60 million dollars in in right up where Daniel Defense is off off 16. So we're going to be expanding our footprint here in the U.S. significantly over the next few years.
0: That's awesome. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you
3: mentioned second. you mentioned that
2: uh, you know you're well known with shooters, not so much with hunters. The only, and that's I, I'm one of those guys that kind of geek out on uh, when it comes to you know bullets and kind of reevaluate my my setups all the time and Yep. And Norma is one of those things. That, like the only people that really in the hunting space were the ones that that dealt with Norma were the ones that built their own rounds, and they were hunting in Alaska. My uncle's hunting, yep. shot Norma forever. I mean, they go to Alaska, they go to Africa. And it's just, but your average whitetail hunter, your average hunter you're finding here just doesn't know that much about Norma. He hasn't seen much about it. Um, but the guys who have been, who go out, go world class. You know big game hunting they're they're the ones who are really familiar with it and especially aren't y'all tied in with Weatherby, or don't y'all make the Weatherby? aren't you tied in some of
3: yeah we used to oem that for them um we we don't anymore they're, they've started loading their stuff but that Weatherby ammo was was made by us for a long time yeah
1: yeah and you know that's the uh that's the situation we run into a lot of times here in the us uh, especially traveling and going to shows things like that we talked to a lot of hunters that uh, you know, if they grew up around Norma or if they grew up loading their own ammunition, uh, that's the story that we hear all the time is how great Norma uh, brass is, how great Norma projectiles are. Um, but most of the shooting base here in the U.S. that don't load and don't do their own reloading. Um, this is this is all new to them. So it's it's kind of exciting uh, being able to expand the brand here in the U.S. Yeah. It's a it's a whole new world.
2: I was excited seeing the whitetail. My like I said, my father-in-law bought me that box. I was like, man, how much do I owe you for these? I mean, good gracious. I know I need them, but it was <laughs> really, really reasonable. But <laughs> I was kind yeah. of scared at first. I was like, hey. <laughs> "Yeah."
1: Yeah. No, we're, we're slowly putting ourselves out there. You know, we've actually, uh, we've been in the US uh, just a little longer than a couple of years. We were actually, um, 2018, we had a, an office in Tampa for a while doing a lot of manufacturing down there. Uh, they moved their corporate headquarters uh, up here to Savannah in what was it, 2020? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, 20,
1: 2018. 2018. Excuse yeah. me. Um, and so this is going to be the new home because of the ports and how easily accessible it is to be able to pull in uh, materials from Europe. Uh, so this is going to be the new home.
0: Nice. Yep. I like it. So, um, can you? Walk us through, let's say there's someone out there listening and they primarily hunt deer as far as their, you know, big game, whitetail. They might go out and hunt elk, you know, once, twice in their life, but they're primarily going to hunt whitetail. And if you hunt deer in the south, I mean, most of the southern states, you've got rifle seasons, firearm seasons that are open for several months per each state, whereas – up in the Northeast, up in the North, there's some states that have, right, core. I mean, like a rifle season, like a week long, or even like a shotgun yeah. season. So yeah. what I'm Very getting nice, at yeah. is that it's, it's you know, I know a lot of people, I, I talk about a, a lot of times about like archery people and, and, you know, bow hunters, but a lot of these hardcore bow hunters, they live in states where they, if you want to hunt more and you want the opportunities, you need to take up bow hunting because of the archery seasons. Mm-hmm. um they're just longer and they're earlier a lot of southern states have got really long firearm seasons anyways so if someone's wants to explore your brand and so let's just if you can kind of let's just walk through this a little bit and then we can expand you know deer down here if you're in the deep south um or most of the South really you're looking at deer they're going to be anywhere between you know 90 to 200 pounds. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of does are going to be 90 to 130 pounds. And then bucks are going to, you know, trend from 130 to 200. We talk, you talk a little bit about the different options, um, for maybe some of the classic, uh, calibers. And Corey can maybe give his thoughts like 270, 306. Yeah, sure. The Those type and what people should be looking for, because like what we were talking off the air and, you know, I see this with a lot of friends that, you know, hunt with me as they, they do their research. And you know, I was this way too before. Well, I should say I would have been this way if I didn't have mentors like my father helping me out at an early age understanding this kind of stuff. But though people will do their research buying buying a rifle, buying a scope. But when it comes to bullets, they're going to go to the local store and just buy whatever's on the shelf. And then they might right. buy more bullets the next year, which are a completely different brand maybe a different grain, and they're not re-zeroing it in. So, can you give, kind of walk us through kind of a, a, a process so so people can maybe understand?
3: Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, like you mentioned, it's an obviously important um, from a ethical hunting perspective to have your your equipment dialed in, right? Um, if you've hunted, right, and you've been in that situation where, you, where you've shot an animal and and haven't recovered it, right? And you head back to camp, and you got that, that sick feeling during the night, right? And you're you're thinking about all the things you did wrong, right? And it could be something as simple as is what you just said, right? You didn't take the time from the beginning to find find the right ammunition for your rifle. The you know the thing that um, it, when when you're sighting in a rifle, uh, effectively what you have is a is a large harmonic. Uh, mechanism in the barrel right and and there's a um, a node that every rifle likes and and you know we can we can sit, we can talk about the accuracy of our ammunition um and that's what that's where i always like to start in the discussion so um, the thing about the normal ammunition is that it's it, like i mentioned earlier it's it's loaded in sweden um, and it's loaded on the same lines that we make our match ammunition um, so all that technology goes, goes into it. Um, and our match ammunition is, is, is those that have found it, love it. Um, I've actually had several people, um, uh, six millimeter Creedmoor is the one example that I like to use. They were hand loading and they started shooting competitions with our six millimeter Creedmoor and texted me and said, all right, I'm 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 done hand loading. I'm just going to shoot yours because it shoots, you know, shoots same hole at a hundred yards. I actually had a a customer in Florida who went to Sweden um, to shoot in competition, carried wow. all of his hand loaded ammunition with him, came back and <laughs> called me and said, you're not going to believe this because I got my butt kicked by a guy in Sweden, sh- Sweden shooting normal boxed ammunition. Yeah, <laughs> right, right off the shelf. So that that's where <laughs> it all starts, right? Yeah. And then from there, it's really dependent on the rifle. Um, you know, every rifle likes a certain load. Um, and and so for the the hunter brand ex, brand exclusive on, on ammunition, if the rifle isn't grouping well with one, um, say 308 180 grain, then I would recommend going out and, and buying another manufacturer's 308 180 grain. And eventually, if you're not going to handle it, eventually you're going to find something that it likes. So what we find um, with with most hunters is they're they're very much Dodge Ford Chevy. Right. If they're if they're shooting Norma, that's what they shoot. They sighted in and, and, and they continue yep. to shoot him. Um, and, you know, we've also heard stories from, you know, these are you know anecdotal from from shows and things like that. A guy came over and uh, at a show and he had he had bought a 308 and shot everything he could find through it. And it wouldn't group. And he stumbled across some Norma and put it in. And it was <laughs> one of these stories. And the guy was almost in tears because he bought it with, for his father. Who, who was on his his later years in hunting, and put the 308 in it, our 308, and it grouped amazing in that rifle. And then he was able to take his father out on the hunt, and they, you know they had this great experience. So um, you know, I, it's hard for us as a manufacturer to say, you know, rifle manufacturers will put a sub MOA guarantee on their rifles, right? Well, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, right? The shooter, the ammunition, finding the right ammunition. So that's that's really where it starts. We've had really um, good success across a gamut of rifles. Um, you know, every from the, the the Tikas, the Bagaras, um, you know, just your your standard Remington rifles. It shoots well, um, but it, again, it all starts with made in Sweden. They've been doing it since 1902. Um, they kind of got it figured out. <laughs>
0: that sounds like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my my I shoot all my rifles, my deer rifles. I almost exclusively use uh, Browning. I'm just a Browning guy in uh, mm-hmm. the rifle. And you know, they 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 quit making that ball system a couple of years ago, which broke my heart. But um, that's one thing to what you're saying. Uh, being able to tune down the harmonics of that barrel uh, for you know that way I I just go out and find the bullet I want to shoot for whatever reason availability like the performance of it, whatever, and we'll just start tuning the rifle to it. And when I shot uh, – when I switched over to Norma a couple of years ago, like I said, I mean, it, I bought, you know, three or four boxes of it um, and just put the time in. And that's the thing that I see a lot of people just not do. They just don't put the time in to figure out what their gun likes. I mean, with the Browning, with that, with my particular rifle setups, you know, you can adjust the barrel to the bullet, but the vast majority of them you can't. But it takes time. I mean, you got to go through and and make sure your scopes are are mounted correctly, and make sure that you know, everything's tightened down there. So you're taking variables out, making sure you
3: yeah.
2: you know your barrels, you know bedded correctly. Because I've seen guys just pull their hair out with seven different kinds of ammunition, and then you know you pick up the rifle and their scope's loose a little bit, or you know yeah. they, got, they got yeah exactly loose we- on the barrel. It's like well. Yeah, man, you're not going to shoot a good group until you fix that. And then, or they
0: or they've never cleaned their rifle. Like they've never, never. cleaned their bore or any of that stuff. It happens lot. Yeah. I see that all
3: the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime we're at the lease and a, a guy can't get his uh his gun on paper, the first thing I do is go over and grab his scope and see if I can twist it. Right. And <laughs> you know eight times out of ten it's like oh yeah no wonder why your scope's moving every, every single time you pull the trigger you know so yeah you, yeah, yeah it's a, it's those little things
2: you got to take the variables out before you start introducing variables like like ammunition trying to figure out what your gun likes and you got to make sure your gun's shooting well
3: and, and take care yeah, of your sure. so many people don't i mean it's... yeah yeah exactly so yeah so i guess touching on um you know where would you start with us so so we really have uh you know, our, our hunting line consists of, of really three core product families, um, and then we have a, a, a newer product family that's making its way into the market. So we start off with our whitetail line. Um, that's going to be our most economical offering, um, you know, kind of for the, the average everyday hunter. It's a, um, you know, a cup and core uh, lead projectile with a with, with a copper jacket on it. Um, um you know, in that $35 to $40 retail price range. Um, we got, You know, we've got all your all your common calibers, you know, uh, 7mm, 08, 30-odd-6, 308. Uh, this year, we're actually introducing uh 6.5 PRC in that line, which is uh, which is exciting, uh, especially from a guy that hunts with 6.5 PRC. And uh, I've been uh, relegated to buying $60 a box ammo um, now, now we have a, a lower priced option, you know, for um, maybe whitetail in the south or even even the occasional hog that that steps into steps into sight. You know, it's a it's a lot more palatable to to, to shoot that at a hog versus a, a, a high end uh, bonded projectile. Now, what
2: makes when y'all gave it the moniker, the whitetail, I mean, when y'all named yeah. that line, you know, I mean, I'm assuming that was. Uh, decision one for how ubiquitous the animal was, and how hunters, how many hunters there are. But you know what goes, what makes that bullet, you know that projectile a good projectile for whitetail,
1: uh, a good choice for whitetail.
3: Yeah.
1: So a lot of that's going to be the the soft point projectile itself. Um, it's not a bonded bullet, uh, so the expansion and the wound cavity that creates is more evenly. Uh, stretched out over over the course of the travel through the animal uh, versus rapid expansion at the beginning or at the end. Um, it's more of an even uh, path of destruction.
3: Yeah, and you know, unique to to Norma One of the things that um, that we may may do different than others is you know we're vertically integrated in our manufacturing. So um, everything from the primer to the projectile we make in house. So there's a there's some proprietary stuff that that goes into it, you know, it, it, in its core at it's, at its core, it's a standard cup and core, um, soft point, but, um, you know, you can go on YouTube and find videos of guys testing this and the, uh, you know, the weight retention is upwards of 85, 90%, um, which for a, a standard cup and core is, is pretty impressive. Um, and then, and then you dial in the the accuracy component of it. Um, and, and then just basically it being an economical, product in general um and for your listeners um you know just a quick search of uh of the internet you can find some uh some gel block videos um that that we love to show uh, hard to show it over a podcast but of the of the projectile actually impacting a, a gel block and i mean you you can straight up see the devastation when mm-hmm. when this thing hits it's it's impressive
0: with with that being said, I one of the questions I had, um, and I've I've seen it myself. Um, my brother bought a six-five Creedmoor. Um, I think it's a Weatherby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a Weather. I think it's that Meat Eater um, collaboration they did. I think okay. it's that one. And anyways, I've seen on social media. I have told to other friends, and I, and I, I've I've seen and heard this a lot. Where people get a six-five Creedmoor, um, and they—I don't know if they realize—but they don't have the right grain or the right type mm-hmm. of bullet, because yeah, the right when they're
3: projectile, yep. right, uh,
0: Yes, sorry. So yeah, and, and and so the the results they're getting, and I've seen this at my place, my farm, many times, is the bullet. Well, first, well, let me start over. The bullet is zipping through the deer with very little penetration, very little blood to the point yes. where it's been happened several times with a hunter on my place thinks they missed it because they, mm-hmm. because of the reaction from the deer. And these are, these are veteran hunters and they, but it's zipping through the deer very little penetration. There's some deer that I know got hit because I could hear the bullet. You know, a lot of times, you know, nowadays, people have their phones, they're texting and they're talking about, Hey, you know, I've got some deer coming in I'm about to shoot or whatever it is. So sometimes I'm actually, I'm in the stand away from them, but I know that they're about to shoot and you can hear the shot. And I'm sure y'all can attest and Corey can too, that when you hear a hunter somewhat close by, you can generally tell if it's a hit. Yep. And there's been times where I know that hunter has a hit. They think they miss, we can't find anything. And is, is, is what, I know. What should someone be looking for? Should they yes. not be hunting a six-five Creedmoor on white tails? Is that it?
3: Yeah. So I I, I chuckle because I'm going to share share a story from a, a show we were at. Um, six-five Creedmoor can be a, a maligned um, caliber for the mm-hmm. reasons you just mentioned, and it has nothing to do with the caliber. It has to do with the ammunition selection the type of ammunition that they're using so so the related story a um, customer of ours in louisiana was um paying us kudos on the whitetail line um, because it is you know that that cup and core it's designed to expand and he shared a story about a a, a tracking service that made a living off hunters hunting with six five creed and a competitor's ammunition (laughs) um, for everything you just said. So the whole time you were talking, I was just kind of silently sitting here Uh, laughing in my head Um, because it, it it happens, right? You've got um, a close range shot, um, but high, high velocity, right? And what happens is that projectile just doesn't expand and it blows right through the animal. Exactly what you said. No blood trail, no real internal damage unless they, you like a pin, like like awesome.
0: pinhole, just yeah, exactly.
3: zips right through. Yeah. yeah, and so they brought in, uh, during, during the pandemic, we, we were fortunate in the fact that we had supplies. So we, we got Norma on the shelves with, with a lot of dealers um, because, quite frankly, they couldn't get anything else. They'd heard of Norma, and they tried us out with the Whitetail and, and had great, great luck. I mean, we actually, um, in partnership with Sweden, um, it was mentioned earlier about it being called Whitetail, we developed this line for the U.S. market um, in, with the intention of going after that that whitetail hunter. So, you know, on that six-five, you know, Creedmore, it's really about selecting the right projectile um, for what you're doing, the distance that you're going to shoot at. Um, and I'm 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 sure that the the folks on your farm that had those issues were probably I, I can I can guess without saying who they were shooting and what they were shooting. Um, And it's a story we hear over and over again. Yeah, guys, picking up match grade, you know, ammunition
2: ready to kill paper
3: at a thousand
2: yeah. yards of a six five Creedmoor. I mean, a whitetail. You know, you're trying to kill. When you're trying to actually hunt something and kill it. I mean, you, you, you're trying to balance the accuracy and all the factors that you want that with terminal performance. And you know, what I look for, you know, every single shot. I, I say every single shot, obviously I make bad shots sometimes, but and I'm looking for a bullet that, you know, I'm looking for a bullet that's gonna put me a, uh, you know half hit where hit first of all, go where I want it to go and then put a half dollar size hole on the other side if I put if I'm aiming right there in the ribs, that lung cavity, or if it's a buck, that's when I'm kinda break that shoulder. And I, I really don't want the bullet coming out on the other end. Uh, I want sure. that I want that animal to take every Ounce of energy of that bullet. Um, in that, that, that's just me personally. I mean, some guys want these giant, you know, blood trails, but if you're putting your time in shooting, make sure that bullet goes where it's supposed to go and making good shots and, and choosing your shots wisely. I really want that bullet when it hits to, you know, for that animal to absorb every ounce of that energy that that bullet was designed to do and let it cause the damage it's supposed to inside for a quick, ethical kill. And right. I don't think a lot of people. They go and pick up the most accurate ammunition. I don't think they factor in, you know, terminal performance. Um, you know, they, they try to get, they want a bullet that shoots a thousand yards and, <laughs> you know, shoots the, yeah. you know, yeah. shoots the
3: dip can in thousand yards, and that's not necessarily what you need. Um, well, it's funny if you spend any time on any of the hunting forums, you, you know, or Facebook pages or whatever, you hear these, these guys all the time, I shot this animal with this with this match match projectile right um you know not not naming a specific manufacturer or 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 product line and you know then it just sets off this firestorm of comments right about what you do doing shooting match projectiles at animals and then it's a shot placement it's not you know the projectile and and it's 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 kind of comical but um you mentioned energy energy transfer um you know and in, and in, in delivering all that and that's actually a a really good segue into our, our, the next, evol- the next step in our product line, which is tip strike. Um, so, you know, for, for somebody, you know, if you, if we just had that conversation in a store um, and, and you mentioned that to me, I would steer you towards our, our tip strike line actually, mm-hmm. because it is designed um, around the, the driven hunt in Europe. Um, it's a uh, um, the projectile has a, has a real, it's got a polymer tip. Really thin jacketed front, and then a lead lock core um, in, at the rear of the projectile, and it's designed to deliver 100% energy transfer. Um, and, and, and what the lead lock core does is it, uh, oftentimes when when you have a, a projectile like this, as soon as it hits something, it's going to start to expand. Well, what the the, the lead lock core does is it guarantees that it's going to penetrate um, into that animal um, and not just expand, you know, on on, on first contact. Um, So it's going to get in there, uh, get its expansion. And it's really um, for the hunter that's looking for uh, maybe a step up from a standard cup and core in the southeast. um, You know, this is really designed for, call it 300 yards and in um, hunting. So this is a great, great round. Um, And again, all the everything we mentioned earlier, you know, the the, the, where it's made, all the precision, everything that goes into it. um, it, it's, It's all in this product. Um, and, and what we're seeing is, you know, that the the dealer that brought in our whitetail is now expanding their offering to Tip Strike and some of our other stuff. But I think this is a um, an a, a underexposed uh, product in our line for the Southeast. Uh, um, tip Strike is is a phenomenal um, phenomenal round. We've got it in some oddball calibers too for the hunter that shoots twenty two two fifty or two eighty. Um, we have it in that. And uh, we're actually looking uh, next year and uh, bringing this out in 6.5 Grendel
0: as well. Nice. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to check that out because I'm, like what Corey said, that that's really my, my preference um, as far as the deer taking, you know, most of, you know, all the force, all the energy, the entire bullet. W- what, what I've been shooting is that most of the time it's going to go through a doe, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a doe is going to be, for us, anywhere from 90 to 130, 140 pounds. It's probably going to go through it, but a buck, if I'm shooting a buck that's anywhere from like 190 to like 220, I I, I don't remember the last time a bu- that my bullet left a buck, where it's going to go mm-hmm. in even around the heart, the vitals, and it's just going to get hung up, but it's going to take all the force, right. which in one way, well, I like it more than – the only downside is that you're going to have sometimes very little blood, sometimes blood out of the mouth, but very little blood. But you know he's dead. He's just going to go right. a little bit. And I mean, it's. I know we obviously are geared towards the south down here, but you know, there's a reason why our seasons are so long. There's a reason why our you know limits are very liberal, and we have long firearm seasons because we have high deer densities. Right, and, and what I'm getting with that is that with that, hunters have the opportunity uh to shoot a lot of deer and because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of game down here so my point is is that you know i've thought this for a long time but i'm i've I've heard craig harper talk about it that you know uh he's a professor from university of tennessee um a firearm a gunshot is not pressure pressure. on deer you know pressure is you know human pressure human scent You're, you're your truck stuff like that but a firearm is not pressure so my point is, is that if you can drop a deer as, as close as as you can to where it was standing you are minimizing the pressure on your property and the pressure on your deer herd so sure. when you you know if you get that big uh, you know uh, wound that big blood trail that deer And any hunter that's hunted for more than one season can attest to this. When you kill a whitetail, a whitetail's ability to survive and the will to live is insane. So when you kill it or when you you hit it, it's going to go somewhere deep, dense, and safety and cover, which is where other deer are going to be, and you're going to be in there, and that's just going to further put a lot more pressure. So there's just so many different ways that I think about this. And that's why when I have hunters and guests come to our farm to hunt, I'm quizzing them. They don't realize this, but I'm quizzing them as far as their rifle, their gun, when the last time they shot it, stuff like that. Because if they don't, if they can't answer this kind of questions, I'm going to let them borrow one of my guns. And then we'll go out and shoot it on, on my range. Because it's, 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 you know, I mean, you know, if you, if you shoot a bad, if you have a bad caliber and um, like some of those early ballistic tips back in the late 90s. I don't know if y'all shot those, Corey. if you shot those, but some of those oh, ballistic yeah, tips late night, they would just, they would not penetrate as blow, blow a big hole. And then you would, it was hard to find those deer sometimes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I refined what, you know, I, I've saw so many deer get shot with those things, you know, they were so out there and so prevalent and yeah, I mean, if they went in, a lot of times they go in and, They'd never come out the other side, so you wouldn't have a yeah. blood trail. They wouldn't penetrate. they were just so inconsistent, but they were accurate. as all hell, but, um, you know that's kind of where I, I started kind of refining what I was looking for after, I got an opportunity to work on a, on a, I guess a deer plantation, hog plantation, and got to see a lot of animals get shot, and you know a lot of people, kind of had I honed what I, my perception of what I wanted my deer rounds and. Um, you know the a lot of times the cheapest bullet those soft lead bullets are the best ones for whitetail and then when you start getting into elk and other animals like that that's when you know there's a little bit more science to it but i want to check out this tip strike stuff i mean i'm yeah i bought that six five creedmoor um ar-10 you know specifically for the shoot we got coming up because so i'm gonna to try to keep my title there i'm gonna to try to i'm gonna try these tip strikes out in that
3: yeah, that's a, you know, it's a great round for hog too. If you guys have any hog on your property, you know, um, nothing worse than shooting a hog and having to track it. Right. Um, you like them to be laying right underneath the feeder. You back up to them and, and, and throw them up on, uh, on the UTV and drag them back. But um, yeah, great, great round, you know, whitetail and tip strike for both uh, for both hog and, and whitetails.
0: Yeah, I like that. I do um so tips draw yeah I'm, I'm gonna check that out that was um so i haven't it, seen
2: that one yet i've seen the whitetail i've seen the whitetail on you said you're gonna start pushing that out to your distributors a little bit more and trying to
3: yeah we've got yeah out. we've got it out yeah, to distributors and dealers, um, you know the 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 dealer base. Uh, you meant you guys mentioned earlier on about the the safari hunters and things like that. That's one of the things that were that we're known for is having a lot of those oddball calibers, you know, um, 416 Rigby, um, 500 Jeffrey, things like that. Um, European rounds. <laughs> yeah, European rounds, and and really the the 22, 250, and the 280 are are kind of what got us on the map with Tip Strike. Um, you know the... When well, they couldn't find 280 or 22-250, um, it's pretty crazy. As soon as we get either one of those calibers in, um, it's they're gone. And uh, and on that note, another unique caliber for if anybody out there um, hunts with 7.7 7 Jap, um, we also have that in Whitetail, um, which is which nice. is pretty unique. That's another one that um, as soon as we get it in, it it's pretty much gone in in just a few days. Um, but yeah, yeah, all all great, you know, uh, great options uh, for a hunter, and then uh, and then the next step in our line is going to be Bond Strike. Um, so this is a proprietary projectile to us. Um, what makes it unique is it's got this uh, the bonding technology on on the on the front of the projectile. It's a very thin jacket, proprietary bonding technology. So. Um, unique to a lot of other bonded projectiles is that this will expand um, from 100 yards all the way out to 800. So if you wow. do have that hunter that wants one, they, 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 want, they want one ammunition that they're going to shoot in their rifle all the time, whether they're in the south, going out west, um, bond strike is really probably the uh, it, it's a it's its own class of projectile there um, and we've got you know this in um, like 300 Win mag uh, 300 WSM and then and then your standard calibers but we will going back to the 6.5 Creedmoor um, I'll share I've got all kinds of really good show stories is had a show a shot show actually this year and this guy walks up to me and he says yeah I'm with I do all the sniper training out in Colorado." And we shoot your 6.5 Creedmoor bond strike. I was a little taken back because we've got a whole line of of sniper ammunition called Swiss P. I was like, you're shooting bond strike in your sniper training? Walk me through that. But he pulls out his phone and he starts flipping through it. And he's showing me pictures of 6.5 Creedmoor going through a windshield, going through a dummy head on a headrest, going through the headrest, and then lodging in in the back seat. I was like, All right, that's pretty impressive, which I didn't <laughs> I would have never used that in in an application for bond strike, but um again, back to the six fire Creed more discussion, right? It's going to expand at at any range, and you've got weight retention um in in the projectile. I think it's anywhere between um uh, eighty and ninety percent depending upon the on the range of impact
0: nice so, yeah, so um one thing i would want to ask is um uh, predator hunting has mm-hmm. kind of uh, was been, a, I guess, a resurgence of it. It seems like a, lo- a lot more people are doing it. You know, coming out of the days because you know, trapping most people, as far as trapping, you're really only doing it for a passion these days because you're not really making any money from it, right? with the fur market. But anyways, um, it's a good way to kind of kill time for hunters between seasons. And quite frankly, you know, uh, there's a lot of ground nesting birds like turkeys and quail that benefit from predator reduction. Absolutely. Um, Is, uh, and coyotes, as we all know, they're everywhere. So do y'all have any, uh, ammunition or any kind of tips for someone that might be looking to, um, Specifically, hunt like not while they're deer hunting, whether deer stand, but yeah, right. calling or whatever for coyotes.
3: Yeah, so actually, that's where we would go back to our tip strike line. Um, there, there's a couple of varmint calibers in there. We've got like a, a 223 22250s, the, the ranchers, um, varmint round, if you will. Um, but that, that one is a great projectile for that. Um, you know, again, it's going to deliver that hundred percent energy transfer. Um, so that's that's kind of our wheelhouse uh, offering there.
1: And The nice thing about those uh, those varmint rounds, the smaller rounds and tip strike, you don't have the lead lock for that extra penetration. So all that energy is getting dumped right in the beginning, especially if you're not worried about the furs or tracking the animal afterwards. Um, yeah. It's a quick kill.
0: And that yeah. that which all keep touching on so important as far as that 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 energy transfer i mean just that because ultimately that's what's going to kill the deer or or the target i mean the bullet itself too but just that just that force and just immediately killing the animal especially if it's a deer that you're going to consume i mean the last thing just the just just the quicker the kill more ethical and overall the better i mean that's I look at it, Corey, as like, that's, that's like part of your handling the venison. I mean, people talk about, you know, it's interesting, you know, people talk about, you know, not eating roadkill that maybe you hit with a deer. I know it's (laughs) funny, but think about it. If you hit a deer with a car and it dies pretty quickly, or you shoot it with an arrow or a bullet and it dies after an hour or two, what, what's the difference? I mean, I, I know the actual, what kills it is different. But it might be suffering more, so that that's what I'm talking about is how, how important it is for that energy energy transfer and for someone to know, you know, yeah. know, what their bullet does.
2: It's definitely part of doing right by the animal at a base yeah. level, and then all the other benefits after that. I mean, first and foremost, you know, ethically killing an animal that you decided to pull the trigger on, you know, you should if you if you're going to decide to kill an animal, you should do it as quickly as possible, so that. That starts when you're putting your, your setups together. You know, making sure everything's accurate, making sure you got the right uh, bullet chosen for what you're going after. Um, make sure you put the practice time in to put that bullet where you want to put it. And then, yeah, and then after that, you know, I've never. It would stand to reason I've never really done a whole lot of, you know, testing on this. Obviously, you know, you don't try to do that. But, you know, a deer that runs you know, you put a marginal shot and it runs for a long way, it's under a lot of stress, You've got adrenaline running versus, you know, a yeah. deer feeding out the bean field, and it just folds up. I would assume um, that's going to be a lot better tasting animal. You know, that's just, you know, obviously that's a, a byproduct of all that um, work you put in and, and ethically killing that animal. But I would assume that's better meat than the one that's been stressed, um, you know, trying to like you said, deer deer have an incredible survival instinct. I mean, you can shoot a deer, his guts will be hanging out. It'll run a mile. You know, they're 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 impressive creatures when it comes to that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's all part of it. But bullet selection, I think, is overlooked a lot of times. People just go to Bass Pro and,
0: oh yeah, yeah, this is
2: the most expensive one. Like, well, that was a that's a grizzly bear round. It's probably not what you need to shoot here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or they
0: buy the or they buy the cheapest bullets well, sometimes yeah.
2: that's the best thing, but there's just random luck, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it's just, yeah, 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 pure luck. So, so they will
2: sh- spend $10,000 on a deer lease and, you know, <laughs> yeah, all right. of this stuff. And they'll, camo,
0: they'll yeah, yeah like matching camo. and
2: <laughs> $1,000 camouflage setup, and then it right, right, comes to right. the bullets, they're going to spend, well, I'm not spending that for bullets. Well, that's the yeah. only thing that does the job, you know?
3: Yeah, or, or, or they shoot they shoot one and call it good, you know, oh, yeah, sighted, just, uh, rather than it's, so, it's on. still
2: on from last year. I've heard that yeah, so exactly. many times like that. So, exactly. Yep. Now do y'all, I'm going to jump off the, the rifles for a minute. Do y'all carry, cause I have a lot of birds on, on my property. Do y'all carry uh any shotgun ammunition or is not, it mostly rifle?
3: At, yeah, not at the moment. Um, it, it's a it's a future item that we're looking to bring in. Um, nice. Right now, the the shot shell market's a uh, a little interesting from a supply perspective, but uh, it's definitely on the, on the strategic plan for the future. Um, you know, being owned by Beretta probably helps push that along a little bit. <laughs> That's why I was asking. Yeah, we should probably have some shot shell in our portfolio. Well, if y'all
2: get any uh, if y'all get any waterfowl ammunition, you know give me a call. I'm going to test it out
3: for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, maybe that's the next step. Well, Travis and and Jeff, I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, Where can people learn more about Norma Precision?
3: Yeah. Great question. So um, we have a uh, consumer website here in the U.S. uh, NormaUSA.com. Um, on there, they will also find a dealer locator, so if they want to go see product locally, they, um, it, it has a, um, uh, a geolocating feature on it so it'll 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 populate all the dealers um, nice. around you. Um, we are um, in the final stages of getting our product on the shelf in Bass Pro Shop, so we should be in Bass Pro um, this fall. Um, so our 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 Norma USA website is a uh, is a is a good place to go. There's also um, our our website in Sweden, um, Norma-Ammunition.com, um, and and that's really uh, I just call it what it is. That's more for the guy that, that really wants to geek out on the ammo. If you want all the the BCs and everything like that, that's where all that that data is stored. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, pop in your local dealer and uh, and ask them for our ammunition. And if they don't have it, they'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll get in touch with them and uh, and get it on the shelves because we're we're definitely in a growth phase here. You know, trying to trying to get uh, as many many new dealers as possible, as as much brand exposure to the consumer as possible.
0: That's awesome. I, I I'm looking forward to to uh, trying the trying y'all's bullets out this season because I I you know I talk about it a lot. I know course, heard me talk about it um consistent constantly, but you know, if you're you owe it to the animal, if you're gonna go yeah. out, and if you're choosing to if you're hunting for the right reason, you're hunting to procure meat, and you owe it to the animal to do your homework on your ammunition, on your rifle, match it up, practice. I mean, practice. I mean, you know, find the right bullet and practice, 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 practice. I, that's where people, I mean, I, and I'm guilty of it too, not practicing with a rifle. Um, and then just, you know, knowing, because it, it, it's, I mean, like Corey mentioned, we have a little, I, you know, I call it a doe tournament in my farm. It's just kind of a fun weekend to basically try to thin some does out early season, um, to try to balance our herd. But I've said this before, and you're either bow hunting or you're managing your herd in the South. And what I mean is, you're not managing your south by I'm sorry, you're not managing your herd in the south by bow hunting. You can bow right. hunt; it's fun, but if you're really you're trying to try to balance that sex ratio and thin out your herd, you've got to have firearms. Mm-hmm. You 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 can't kill enough with but with the bow. And with that, you've got to do your homework because you like like what Corey mentioned. Uh, I mean, he shot. It's 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 very realistic and possible in the South to, sh- to shoot multiple deer on the stand uh, any single hunt. But you can only do it when you have the right setup, when you know what your gun does, you know what your bullet does, and especially when you can pull the trigger and witness what that bullet is doing so that you don't have to get down. Last, because what I tell people at my farm is, if you shoot a deer and it runs off, that's it. Because I don't want to have multiple blood trails, you know, going right, at any given right. time. So what right. I'm saying is, it's just, it's, it's very important. It's going to make you a better hunter and you're also going to manage your land better. And, and I've, and I've seen that myself with, you know, people coming up there and making mistakes or just not taking their time, you know? And another thing, man, I
2: mean, when you put that time in, it gives you, when you've done all your homework and you've, and you've really committed to your, your tools and your equipment um it gives you a lot of confidence so like when you, yeah. you know I, I can't tell you <laughs> I, how many deer i've tracked for people and it's like oh well i think i hit it here i'm like well where are we aiming well i was aiming there but i you know i'm like well i mean you know <laughs> like you should be you should be paying attention to what that deer's doing after the shot and you know they'll come out with a 300 wind mag which i love the round but you know they've got a mountain rifle and it it blasts them into oblivion and they don't know, you know, after they shoot, you know, just the shock of everything. They don't pay attention to what they're shooting, you know, where the deer went, how it reacted. You know, they they don't like shooting the gun because it kicks so hard and it just, it's just a mess. You really have to put in your time, get the right equipment. You know, if you're going to be hunting over a bean field, get a heavier rifle. You know, if you're going to shoot a heavier round, get a heavier rifle. Um, That's why I shoot a It does everything I need to do. Love I
0: can it. watch, yeah. I can pull
2: yeah. the trigger and watch the deer where it goes, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And it, it, it does it. So
0: it's That's just, my go-to.
2: it's all about paying attention
3: to what you do, man. You know, really committing to the animal.
0: Well, Travis and Jeff, is there anything that we haven't covered?
3: Um, the only product line that we didn't talk about really was our, was our Eco Strike. So, um, you know, this is our, our copper. So it's a copper projectile, lead, lead free and uh you know full disclosure initially when i heard when i got exposed to the the copper and the lead free i was a little anti anti the line right i'm like come on you know and you know just try you know just fighting all the all the things we fight every day to to do what we love and um with the eco strike what's interesting about it um is because it's copper it's going to have a significant weight retention Um, and so from a harvesting the animal, um, perspective it, because of that weight retention, um, most of the projectile staying with the projectile uh, in essence, um, when it makes impact, it's actually going to, uh, have less of a, of a meat damage effect on the animal. So, um, I was, um, talking to, we'll call it a celebrity hunter who, um, who only hunts with copper. And I asked why, and and the response was, well, it damages less meat. And so, from that perspective, I, you know, I, I, I can get behind that because that's why I hunt, right? I hunt for meat, and uh, and so anything anything that's going to have great weight weight retention is going to damage less meat, and then also it's going to penetrate if you are going out west, you know, the the thicker hide animals uh, a, a lot better. So, and that's uh that's new in our line this year. Um, so we've got it in all of the the 30 caliber offerings. So uh nice. 30 uh 30 odd six um uh 300 wind mag. Um and it's coming out in some of the six five calibers next year.
0: That's awesome. It, yeah. If I ever go back to Texas to hunt Axis deer again, I'm gonna look into that because Axis yeah. deer, they are tough to bleed. I mean, they yes. they are some tough, hard creatures.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's great hide. great for stuff like that, right? Um, medium, large game, you know, uh, thicker hides, um, because it's it's gonna it's gonna retain its weight and penetrate.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, yeah. guys, thanks for being on. I know y'all have to yeah, run and get and, and get some bullets back on the production line. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, we do.
3: Yeah, we do. We do. But we we appreciate the time. Um, you know, look forward to um, you know, hearing good things from from your listeners about about the Norma
0: product. Absolutely. This is, I'm glad we did this because this, this, this is, this is just as important as, you know, when to hunt, scouting, you know, all that. I mean, this is a key component of, of the, yeah. of the whole hunt process.
2: How can I find you on social media? Like is there a way if we do, you know, if you know, have Norma Precision, you know, at Norma Precision, I said.
1: You're going to be looking for Norma Precision and Norma USA
2: on social media awesome cool maybe maybe we'll have some gripping from some, some good pictures this year from deer yeah kill.
3: yeah yeah uh yeah definitely dm us the uh the the pictures of of the of the kill with norma ammo we love to see it um we'll share those from from time to time on on our socials
0: we'll do well travis right. and jeff thanks thank you again i appreciate your time Corey. thanks as always yep and i will thanks um I'll get y'all's contact information and the website and social media handles and the show notes. And uh, I appreciate, appreciate everybody listening. Thanks again. Take care. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your time.